Stroll out. bigger than yours. Now, put down your weapons. That's it. Nice and easy. And let me see your hands. Now spin around. That's it. Nice little twirl around. Oh, holy shit. Barney. Damn. You look good. Now, I was about a big hug for your old pal Merle. That's what he says, right? Can I? How about a hug? We just listened to it, and I already forgot. <laughs> Can I get a big? Wait, what does he say? How about a? How about a hug, hug for your old pal Merle? Merle. You imagine hugging him? Ew. Ew. You're you're liable for some damage. I I never liked Merle. You never liked Michael Rooker? Like as an actor, sure. But definitely not as a character. How weird that him and Denai Guerrero both went on to be in Marvel movies. Yeah. He's the blue guy from Guardians of the Galaxy. I don't know what his name is. Yeah, yeah. I know who you're talking about. And then what What her name is? I, uh, pff, I don't know. She'll uh, always be Michonne. He'll always be Merle. Yeah. Yeah, she's in the Black Panther as something. somebody. Someone will let us know. But yeah, so don't 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 hug Merle if you ever see him. No. Uh, but he's a he's a he's a cool guy. He's someone uh, I've seen him at a few conventions. Michael Rooker, and uh, he really embraces the Merle character. He's he's someone that doesn't shy away from it. Like he loves the character. I can picture him talking like that in real life. Oh, that's how he talks. Yeah, that, that's not an accent. Like I feel like he's full on like yeehaw. Yeah. Yee. That that is a hundred percent the way he talks. He didn't change anything about that. That's great. Yep. Um, so we're covering episode three of season three, and this one's called "Walk with Me." Walk with me. Uh, and it is just a couple statistics. It's directed by Guy Furland and written by Evan Riley. Uh, aired October twenty eighth, twenty twelve, coming up on the ten year anniversary. Yeah. And uh, the critical reception to this episode, it was pretty well received, Wikipedia says, but it doesn't give me the Rotten Tomatoes. We like the Rotten Tomatoes. We do. We trust that tomatometer. So, let's go to episode three on Rotten Tomatoes. Rotten. It's going gonna, it's gonna to want me to disable my ad blocker, but I'm going to tell it, no. <laughs> ah, Too bad. Here it is. Let's see if it gives us another screwed up consensus. <laughs> That'd be fine. Nope, it doesn't. Nope. Uh, it's uh, based on 18 reviews, 
and it's 100%. Uh, and it says, Walk With Me takes a welcome break from Rick and the prison to introduce season three's highly anticipated new villain, the governor. Yes. Uh, okay. I will appreciate that. The break. I yeah. love. Well, see, that's the that's the interesting thing, because when you watch this in real time, season three was the first season I watched in real time. It kind of sucked because you're like, oh, man, now I got to wait a whole more week to get whole me some, more week. Yeah. To get me some Rick. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's nice watching it like binging and stuff. But yeah, I can understand that. But I also just appreciate like. Because we've already had two whole seasons of this group. So just so you get a little, you know, like a, a B plot for now, if yeah. you will, until their worlds merge. Well, this is, nice. the, this is the start of the juicy. This is why I love season three. Season yeah. three gets the show juicy. Yeah. Yep. Because we know? get to see like how other people have been dealing. Han- have yeah. been handling it. Right. And what, what's so interesting to me is the argument, and I've had this debate with a few other people about, you know, if this were to really happen in real life, would people become governors, like that character of the governor, where you basically are, you know, doing what he does, and he creates a community, but then he's also a villain, like he's killing innocent people to get guns and ammo and all this stuff. Would you, at, like, do people become that? Oh, absolutely. I, 100%. I, yeah. Yeah, but, but there's people out there that believe, no, like, that wouldn't happen. And those are the people that die in season one. Right, yeah. <laughs> no, I, there is definitely, with as many people as there are in the world, there's definitely somebody out there who, like, even, like, prior to the show's influence on that, where people are like, oh, my God, I would so be the governor. Before the governor was even a character, I'm sure that, like, if this were to happen in real life, people would so, you know, for the sake of, their uh, group, community, whatever. Yeah, do the dirty. Do the dirty, baby. Yeah, it's called doing the dirty. Uh, let's see here. So there's all positive reviews. Um, so here's just a couple. Uh, this is from Tom Fitzgerald. This must have been an A-plus episode because we're at 800 words now, and we still haven't mentioned the return of Merle, the killer redneck to the story. I guess that means they're 800 words into their written review. Um, so basically they're saying it's an A plus episode, uh, Kevin Fitzpatrick, we had Fitzgerald. Now we have Fitzpatrick. Mm -hmm. We look forward to learning more about the governor and his bizarre sadistic behavior. But for now, walk with me only shows us so much. I don't know. I don't agree too much in the hundred percent. Like, is it bad? By no means. I just think a hundred's a little too high. Here's a, here's one. Andrew Conrad. I was pretty happy with this episode. It was a bit dialogue heavy, but we got to meet a gripe. But we got to meet a grip, sorry, of new characters, and we had some long-standing questions finally answered. Uh, I mean, yeah, with Merle, I guess. But. Yeah. You know, it's... Uh, well, hold on. Before we get into it, we like to, you know, kind of update on what's going on in our life. So in the last episode, if you listen to that episode fully, first of all, thank you. Second of all, you know that I was waiting on a thing called Mystery Grail. Yeah. It came in. We unboxed it, and it turned out to... Not so great. <laughs> it was a risk, but again, it was it was a free thing, so it didn't really bother me. It was a X Men Dark Phoenix, the Dark Phoenix character. We're not too big on the superhero peoples, especially X Men. Like if it was something in Spider Man, okay. Well, if it was like Doctor Doom, sure, because of Universal, right? Yeah, like Dark Phoenix. So, anyways, I don't know her. Uh, yeah, I don't know. So, anyways, that's that happened. 
I still uh, am very favorable towards that uh, company, seven bucks a pop. So go check them out. Um, you did an essay or something and got 100% on it. So that's cool. Not as cool as the Grail box. But it's still cool. Um, and yeah, yeah. Not, much, not much happened. Your, really. your brother had a birthday. My brother had a birthday. He so turned that's, five. That's cool. He turned the big five. Big five for a big man. So that's cool. But yeah. yeah, it was kind of like a you know chill chill week. Yeah. So uh, that's yep, what's yep. that's what's going on with us. If you want to follow us on Instagram, all the information's in the description of the podcast. So go check that out. Also check us out on anchor.fm slash don't dead podcast. You can send in anything that you want, a voicemail, voice message, whatever. Voice I sound, message. Yeah, I sound ancient. Voicemail. <laughs> Leave me a voicemail. So leaving voicemails. Do that. And let's get on with this. Here we go, guys. Overall thoughts. Walk with me. I'm going to start. I love this episode. Um, I agree with 100%. I think it's a... Really? Yeah, I do. Um, it's it's a phenomenal episode. It flies by. Introduces my favorite villain in the entire show, the governor. Yeah. Um, you have a bias, I see. Oh, yeah, yeah. I'm, uh, I told you right before the episode started, or as it was starting, that... Uh, I got the opportunity to at Walker Stalker Con Orlando back in 2015, I want to say, 15 or 16, something like that. Ancient. Uh, I got to meet David Morrissey, the governor, who also talks like that. That's not a... <laughs> or no, 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 no. Sorry, sorry, sorry. He doesn't talk like that. He's British in real life. Yeah, I was going to say. Wait a minute. Yeah, he's British in real life. Him and in the show, he has kind of like a what? It's like a southern drawl. I was gonna say, yeah, yeah. Um, but it's weird because he still has that. Like he has David Morrissey has one of the most recognizable voices. It's yes. It's like I don't know how to describe it, but when I hear it, I just instantly know it's him. So it's weird to hear him talk nice <laughs> at a convention. Yeah, like at a convention where he's like really nice and happy-go-lucky and wants to sign something for you. Granted, you paid him, but... And then take a photo with you. And it was sort of weird because this is <laughs> uh, when I I took my niece to the convention the second day because um, she just wanted to go randomly. I was going to say, I didn't even know she liked The Walking Dead. I don't think she liked The Walking Dead. I think she just wanted to do something with me. Oh. And this is uh, what? So this is like, six years ago now something like that so she's she like was 10 years old no she's like third so what she's like 15 now turning oh so 16. she was like turning 16 yeah so she's like nine or ten around this time <laughs> so yeah she just wants to go and hang out with her uncle and she takes a photo with the governor and he's just and i'll show it to you at some point um but it's the weirdest thing he's all happy-go-lucky and it's like dude you're the governor man like <laughs> you killed herschel don't touch my knees yeah what are you doing so crazy, but uh, yeah, this this episode introduces the governor, brings back Merle, which I totally forgot about. I, I like I forgot that he comes really? back in this episode. Oh, this episode? I was gonna say at all? No, no, no. But I forgot he comes back in this episode. Um, I don't I, think I forgot that. I don't think I did. I love that we're again now that you have the opportunity to binge. I love that we're giving a break to the prison and letting that kind of simmer. In real time, it kind of sucked. Um, yeah. but, uh, yeah, overall, I love this episode. Um, it's a, it, it's sort of like a tie for me over two and three episodes, two and three of season three, which I like more. Um, but I like this episode better than the premiere as well. So, yeah, 
also I have a bias because I actually went to the town that they filmed. Yes. So this this whole episode is just like nostalgia for me. So it's yeah, it's no, I like what you were telling me about the coffee shop. Like the Walking Dead themed coffee shop. Yep, yep. So in the show it's called Woodbury Coffee, but uh it's an actual coffee shop. I forget the real name of it, but uh when I went there, um we staked out because someone got word that Norman Reedus was around filming and that he might stop by and sign shit. And that never happened that day. Uh, but it was great to just be there. And, you know, this is a, they were filming season four when I was there just to give you an idea of where we are. So season four is being filmed. I'm in Georgia, uh, going nuts because like literally what the, like the craziest part about this is, and if anyone else has been there, you know, this is true. The town of Woodbury, which is Sonoy, Georgia, that part that's in the show is literally, if my memory serves me right, seven, eight, nine, less than 10 minutes from the production facilities where the prison was created. I think that's neat. In the show, I would like to think that it's much further. Oh, yeah. Like it, it's supposed to be further away, the prison. Right. But in actuality, it's right up the road. I just think that's neat. It's crazy. What's even crazier to me is the fact that they still film in Sonoy, Georgia to this day. They do? They've never left. I never I never knew that. And what's so cool is the fact that The Walking Dead, you know, when you watch it, you don't really realize that you're probably seeing the same trees. Yeah. Over and over and over and over again, but they're filming them in different ways and Ew, wait, ew. Yeah, they're filming in a very small area. Ew. And in and in the show's continuity, they are supposedly in Virginia, Virginia. and they're all over the place. But oh, no, they've ne- they, they they never leave Georgia production wise. That's weird. I think it's kind of cool personally, but that's just me. So yeah, so that's um that's I think insanely cool. Um so that's my overall thoughts. I could keep going on and on and on because it's it's season three. But what are your thoughts? Why don't you think this is a hundred percent episode, motherfucker? I mean, like, I do think it's dialogue heavy, yes. Um, I don't know. Like, part of me is just like, uh, I I don't know what, like, it's not like a zero or anything. It's not like it's not certified fresh for me or something. I'd probably give it, like, a 90. I just don't think this is, like, the perfect episode. I don't know. I just... It's not that I didn't vibe with it that much. It's just what could have done what could have been done better. Um hmm. <laughs> I don't Right. No, I I don't know. Like after like I'm and being put on the spot. Here. This is why you are not a critic. <laughs> I'm being put on the spot. I am so being What put could on be the better? Spot. Hmm. <laughs> um hmm. What could be better? Hmm. Uh, I guess, like, <laughs> maybe it's the fact that uh, it's kind of, like, a little... As much as I, I love it, and this isn't, like, a diss on the season or anything. It's just kind of, like, how this kind of came out of nowhere. Like, way out of left field. And it always strikes me as very... And I remember watching it like for the first time too. 
like as like a sort of like a whiplash, the fact that, you know, it exists. And I feel like the 180 of like first we see like nobody, like it's us against the world. And then like suddenly we're here in a town with 70, almost four people. And I don't know. It's just the concept, not the episode itself, I guess. But it does tie into, you know, the fact that it's not just the perfect episode for me. I don't know. I don't know. Is your nose on the thing again? Stop with my big nose. Get your nose off that thing. Stop with my big nose. <laughs> I can hear it in my headset. I'm going to, if this thing wasn't in between us, I swear to God, I'd You'd give you. me a hug. I would get you. I'd so, get you. Uh, I also, I'm not a fan of Merle. So I never was, never will be. I don't think you're supposed to be. But there are people that like him. Like, there are so Merle fans out there. Yeah, there are Merle fans disconnected from the show, but when you're watching the show, you're like, ah, oh, dude, I don't like you. You're, you're grimy. Yeah, but, like, I mean, people, like, that's, like, I don't know. Okay, so you don't like the idea that, the, that, that there's a town that exists in the show. A little bit. That doesn't make sense because it's seven, eight, nine months removed from shit. It. So it makes sense that this would actually rise up. Okay, but think of it this way. It's like, so you get to see like a pan of like some of the people and these aren't like fit people. These aren't Rick's group where like they've been through it. This is like kids and older people and just your general public, how the hell did they all manage to get there? And how, I don't know, Rome wasn't <laughs> built in the day, sure. I don't know. It kind of, I don't, I don't know. I don't know. Okay. So those are her thoughts. Uh, take them for what you will. Um, I'm not dissing it or anything. It's just like this This is what I'm thinking of as the episode's playing. It's not like, ooh, this is cool. It's more so like, how? I don't know. Uh, it just is, and it makes sense to yeah, me. Yeah, and sure, sure. I'm basically, not, I'm not it's bad. I'm not saying it's bad. Basically, all that, all, all that was created was walls. Everything else existed. Oh, yeah. So Then it's like, where did these people not, come from? It's, it's not that hard to... Well, that's the... What do you want it spoon fed to you? That's the beauty no. of it. You get to figure it out for yourself. No. Make it up in your mind. How did they get here? I guess. Okay. I can let that all slide, like, and you know, just live blissfully ignorant. But something that will never fly underneath my radar is Merle. Just him entirely. Well, luckily for you, you only have to get through this season and he's gone. So I know. So. But how did how the fuck did he even get out? Out of what? The roof. It may. Uh, we saw that he went through yeah. the window and then he went down. Uh, he did. It makes it makes sense. But it doesn't make sense. Yes, it does. It so does not. Oh, that's so season one. <laughs> Whatever. So. Doesn't it, make sense. It does to me. So those are the thoughts. Overall thoughts. Favorite scene or moment? Haley Costler. Favorite scene is. Oh God, I had it. You go first. Wait. My favorite scene is going to be the scene where we realize the true intentions of the governor when he stumbles across Wells's men and uh, basically blows them away. 
And specifically, the moment I love is when he kills the main guy. Uh, he does it in such a vicious way. Here, we'll play some of the audio here because I think it's just, it's so cool. And I remember watching it and just being like, Jesus, this is, I thought I thought they were going to wait a little bit to make him villainous, but damn, they went right into it right hey, here. Hey, we found your guy, Wells. Lieutenant Wells, his chopper went down. Well, where is he? We got a little settlement. Now, nah, he's, he's badly hurt, but he's alive. The other guys didn't make it, I'm sorry. Well, he told me I would find you here. He wants me to bring you to him. They found Wells. They got him. They found him. We sure did. We found you, too. And uh, the moment is when he kills the main guy, and I uh, called it before... David Morrissey, whether it was directed that way or he just happened to do it out of instinct, he like drools <laughs> when he kills the guy. Like profusely. Yeah, he like, but like it shows you how sick the governor is because he's getting some real pleasure out of yeah. this that he, 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 he's not even aware of keeping his mouth fluids in his mouth. He's like salivating. He's like enjoying this too much. So it's a great moment, but I love that whole scene where he just... He's waving the white flag like, like what a dick, what an asshole, because he knows what he's doing. And yeah, it's the classic, you know, wave the white flag like, don't shoot, don't shoot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's just, but it is smart too. Uh, yeah, I remember watching it and just going like, oh, okay, all right, okay, all right. Shane took a while to get villainous. We're right into this. Yeah. So that's my favorite scene in the whole episode. Okay. Yes. Yes. And. Question for you, ethically, I guess, like if you, you know, were in a position like that where you could either like bring back what it was, like six, like, mm, yeah, a little more, like, there. you know, like trained men to your community for, you know, protection or like bring like everything with you and you have those cars, but like, you know, just added bodies for because they're pretty built. Yeah. And they yeah. looked like they knew what they were doing. Or do you consider it more mouths to feed and do what he did? Yeah, it's tricky. It's tricky. I don't think, I don't, you know, because I don't want to lose uh, listeners. So I'm, I'm, I'm not a killer. Uh, I don't think I could oh, no. kill innocent people. So I'm going to go with, I would literally wave the flag and be like, hey, we want you to come back to the community. But that's that's me thinking. But that's different times. Yeah. People change. What I don't understand, and this goes into my favorite moment, mm -hmm. was because I forgot about this part. I I remembered, spoiler alert, like the fact that like he has his dead daughter, you know, kind of chained in his place, his quarters. But I can, and that in itself is fucked. But the fact that he had the why is it fucked? That's She's dead. Yeah, but like he's keeping her alive. Yeah, but like, just she doesn't yeah. have feelings. Okay, but it's the fact that like, well, Milton says that they might have like a, you know, a little echo of consciousness. But what does he know? It's a theory. There's no, there's no proving it. I don't know. It's just like. It's just the idea of if you remove the fact that she's a walker. It's yeah. It's a. It's a, it's a it's a father keeping his daughter chained up. 
but it's also like a husk of a it's just weird like if the world that you live in don't keep your dead daughter's corpse in reanimated corpse in your place of life. well he's keeping her there in hopes that a cure comes along so that she can be I understand. very similar to herschel with the farm i understand the, the barn but in which is also yeah well granted that was less you know more people less stable mm-hmm. no pun intended more stable all right so what's your favorite scene or moment my favorite scene was like how you were saying he's getting some sort of like fucking erection to killing people you see the heads in the fish tanks in his own little like theater it's like a theater he has like a huge plush armchair and special little lights to illuminate the tanks and he goes in with his you know bitch sleeping on the bed with his uh whiskey, bourbon, whatever that was. Yeah. And you know, just watching his favorite show. There she is. There she is. And this is where I told you, since there's no dialogue here, we'll just talk a little bit over it. Uh, right there, that shot, that's one of the producers of the show acting as his wife. Fun fact. Fun fact. That was fun and a fact. I think her name is Denise Hurd, if I'm not mistaken. Or Denise something. Yeah, because there's Gail Ann Hurd. And then her name's Denise something. Mm. I think that's fun and fact. Yeah. One less actor to pay. <laughs> yeah, I just... Well, what I think is so cool is the season three limited edition Blu-ray box set is the fish tanks. It is. To keep your uh, Blu-ray in. Yeah. It is. And I bought it for $100 and you could fill it with water and let you them could. all and, let, and turn on the lights. and. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. You have to show me that. It's one of the cooler box sets that they created. But just such a great score from Bear McCreary. I just think it's so in... I forget. I'm sure they mention it, but like, it doesn't help that I completely forgot that this existed anyway. The reason behind why why he's doing it, yeah. Just I'm pretty sure there's no explanation. It's just entertainment. That's how bored you are in the apocalypse. And it that what just popped up was the one lieutenant that they were you know keeping alive for the purpose of getting to his crewmates to get their supplies whatever and that also comes down like ethically he really if it came down like oh that's one more mouth to feed one more you know person to use hot water whatever you could have just told him that his whole convoy died, but you killed him. <laughs> that, like, you could, you know, defend your scene as, like, survival, but that's just... It's, what it is, is it's someone who realizes that society has crumbled to the point of government and law enforcement and and rules and being punished for it is no longer applicable and just running free. 
That also... That's what it is. Yeah. And that would happen. So the people that I was talking about at the beginning of the episode that I have these debates with who are like, eh, people wouldn't devolve into assholes and kill it. Oh, oh, hundred, hundred fucking percent people would. People would eat that shit up. The fact that law enforcement, like, oh, I can kill someone and get away. It's like the purge. Yeah. Oh, my God. Yeah. Yeah. It's so it's so real. It's scary how real it is. Yes. So you take away that one little thing, the fact that rules don't apply anymore, and you have people doing this where, hmm, my... My fish tank on the top has no head in it. Oh, wait, look at this fat fuck's head. Yeah. Yeah. That's what it is. Yeah. But that's also very curious, and I guess something that doesn't entirely make sense to me. I know we'll get to it, but talking still ethically, if he couldn't spare, you know, the life of him, that lieutenant, and obviously he only has, like, Andrea and Michonne there for the sake of... Merle knows Andrea. So they would have had the same fate. And it just makes you wonder, why are there 70 people in Woodbury? Like, why is he keeping all of them alive? Or what? Well, yeah, yeah. Like, what makes them worthy? And somebody who, like, a man who is very bulky, like, granted, he wasn't doing too hot. Like, so I guess, like, he would have just been a waste of medicine or something, but even just whatever, I don't know that even if he did bounce back, just we're saying hypothetically, he could have been a good asset. And I mean, the pregnant bitch is going to be using a hell of a lot of medicine. So what makes them citizens yeah. and outsiders like? Well, because you want to, because he's doing this, I'm pretty sure he's doing this all on without anyone pretty much knowing. I'm sure there's only a, like, Merle maybe knows, maybe Martinez, I think he... Knows what? What the governor was really doing. Oh. I, don't, I don't think anybody at at that place knows about his room full of uh, fish tanks. Oh no, but I mean they were so all there. He's to- doing so he's not like he's creating a facade. And so to create a facade, you have to fill it with people. Yeah. And he, he wants the he wants the best of both worlds. He wants to be the good guy. He wants to be the people's governor. He wants to be looked up to. And he wants to cut heads off and put him in fish tanks. Yeah. But I mean like That's he- how fucking twisted and that's why I love the governor. He's so yeah. complex. Negan, on the other hand, way ahead, he's so very one-dimensional. Yeah. Negan, you know, as great of a like a killer as he is, he's very one-dimensional. Negan. Yeah. Later, as the show goes on, yeah, but from an introduction standpoint, the governor's introduction is so much more like juicy. Yeah. So, anyways, we could keep talking and talking, and the episode will go forever. What's your least favorite moment? My least favorite is probably when. And again, I'm going to preface this because there really wasn't a scene I didn't, you know, say like, ugh, yeah, or whatever. It's more so the intent of it. And I guess it'll make more sense when I explain it. But the scene you played where he was on top of the truck saying, well, they all died. They got to like, because I'm sitting here like, again, Wonderful acting of him because clearly you have like everybody nodding and solemn like, oh man, like that's awful. And he plays that part like too good to where like us, the audience, 
we're like sitting here like bashing our brains against the wall saying, no, that's not true. That is so not true. Oh my God, open your fucking eyes. Go look in his fucking bedroom. It's so, I don't, like just because the character is so like juicy and it's so like, ugh. So the the irony of it, the irony hurts. Yeah. The irony hurts so bad. Yeah. yeah. And it's, I'm sure there's some social commentary in there. The fact that he is called the governor. So, you know, it's. Oh, yeah. So political, you know, being lied to by your politicians and shit. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, what does Andrea say? Uh, Buzz is a nickname. Governor's a title. Yeah. Yeah. So. Oh, yeah. Uh, but that's your like least that. favorite, just not because of the quality of it, Correct. but because of the, what we as the audience know. Correct. The, truth. the irony of. So see, that that is more so, you know, like I understand where you're coming from here. Mine is actually like, I don't like this moment. It's not a scene. I like the scene it's in, but the moment. And I remember watching this the night it aired and me and my friend Mike, we looked at each other and we were both just like, that's terrible acting. Wow. That's like, that was, you kept that take. And the, and the moment we're talking about is right here where he's with Milton. Oh, I, um, I hate, I hate him. You know, every toolkit needs a hammer, but do you really feel a hammer is the right tool for that job? That moment right there. Do you really feel like a hammer is the right tool for that job? Oh, I hate Mil Milton. Well, Milton, I like because he's sort of the predecessor, right? The, that, that comes before. Yes. Oh, like a predecessor. Yes, yes. He's the predecessor to Eugene. Yes. In two ways. One, smarts. And two, I feel like they're both on the spectrum. Yes. Eugene more so. Yes. But Milton, I feel like he's borderline on the spectrum. How, how like the way he is, he's very OCD-ish coming off. Mm -hmm. And I just like the way he talks. Like I do like the actor and I like his performance and I love the character of Milton. Um, uh, underrated, I think, character. Like apparently you don't think so, but... Yeah. But I don't like that. Like for some reason, the way he says that just rubs me really wrong. Like, hold yeah. on. Like, listen to it again. Ah, hold on. With all due respect, letting Merle talk to those women unsupervised is a mistake. Now you've always said every toolkit needs a hammer, but do you really feel a hammer is the right tool for that job? I don't know. It's just, it's very bland and it just sounds like acting to me. Yeah. Yeah. Do you really feel like a hammer is the right tool for that job? I don't know. I don't like Milton because, am I saying that right? Milton? Milton, yeah. Milton. Or is it with a T at the end or an N? Milton or Miltint? Ton. Milton. Milton. Yeah. M I L T O N. Milton. Okay. Milton. So I, I don't like him. Like, I like what he does. Like, I so love like them examining the heads on the table and yeah. him like explaining to the governor and for I guess a little side part that I just a little tiny little bonus hate is the fucking governor fingering the walker's mouth. Yeah, like coming close to it. Like, yeah, like no, like his two fingers, like his pointer and his middle finger, like going to finger it. Was it, the, was, it was it that? I don't think it was Two fingers. Yes, it was. I swear to God. I swear to God. Oh, uh, yeah, you're right. It was. Yeah, like, what the fuck? He's not fingering it. Well, look, he's going in like it. Look yeah, at that. Touching it. It's just, like, weird. I don't know. Like, I, I, it's just, like, explaining it all. I'm like, that's smart. So I love, like, all that sort of science-y stuff and the fact that 
somebody is doing that, even though they really not getting anywhere, right? <laughs> don't even necessarily have to. And but it's just like I don't know the like dorky sort of nerdy like sort of character trope that he is is always like I just want to kick him. I well, really I mean, just want to kick him. At least he isn't exclaiming bazinga. Oh God, so. fuck that. No, he's such a pushover. I want to, and he's just enabling the governor. That's yeah. all he is doing. I just want to kick him. Well, I want to snap his glasses. Uh, going from there to uh, MVP of the episode, who is who is your MVP? Well, hold on. I feel like, wait, did I go last? You, I don't know. You go on this one. I who's you, your MVP? I hope you know you're the only one who keeps track of that. Um, I'm saying Michonne. Michonne, most valuable. Because... Of how skeptical she is? Well, I think, like, she she stays mute. Like, in in general is one thing, but especially now, and you could kind of see, like, on her face, like, she's very, like, she has dart-like eyes. Yeah. Like, looking at everybody when they speak. It's not like she's just not talking for the sake of dozing off. She's honing in. She's listening. Yeah. So it's just like her intuition and like her adamance for wanting like her weapons. While Andrea's like, oh my God, this is great. This is so, this is cool and great. And I kind of want to bang that guy. Like I feel, and I definitely like, no fault to Andrea because I know, like, if anybody were to go in there, they'd be like, shit, this is, like, the best thing that could have possibly happened to us ever. But, and they, I feel like Michonne knows, like, our fates aren't, like, you know, certain. Like, he keeps saying for us to leave, but we don't know if it's that easy. That's kind of why I want my weapons. You know, I, I just think like the voice of re the lack of voice of reason, I guess. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's why I think she is the most valuable. And plus, she doesn't have the bias of having Merle there. So yeah. it's like if Merle's here, then that means good. Yeah. Uh, I think this is a tricky one because most valuable. In terms of, I would think that the most valuable player in terms of the way the episode plays out is Wells. I'm going to, I'm going to nominate Wells because he not only starts the episode, which is a cool start to the episode. Yes. He ultimately leads the governor to the group and the governor becomes in that one moment what he truly is and he doesn't become it in that moment but he he becomes it in the moment for the audience by killing the guys so i'm nominating wells because he leads the governor to doing that and then of course it leads to the end where his head's floating in the fucking thing and um that for me as wells but michonne also makes sense so that's why i was like it's tricky um were you thinking of michonne before i said it i don't know who i was thinking i don't think i was thinking about mvp for this episode sometimes it's trickier uh 
because it's not clear cut, but. And this um, is a lot of very expositional. Yes. Exposition. To Um, this side of the plot of season three. Yeah. Um, But I think it's Wells for me and Michonne for you, which are two really good ones because, uh, yeah. Yeah. Doesn't make sense. I'm kicking it off with, uh, I just love how the helicopter just randomly just. Yeah, what even got it? I didn't. Well, I mean, that's the funny part. It's just sort of like it just just craps out. But why? Yeah. I would have preferred some like bird hit the rotor or something. Well, it got a hole from something. Oh, I didn't see that. Well, it's he said something about like on the. Oh, he said something in like when he was explaining it to the governor too. Oh. Yeah. That also it's like those are are they granted like they're all pretty, you know, well built, like well stacked. Are they actually military like personnel or are they just, you know, they stole a bunch of shit too? So it's like, well if they did, where'd they get it from? Yeah. See, I don't think like I like I don't worry about that. I worry about what's presented to me, like not yeah. like where they came from. What's presented to me is they're flying a helicopter and the helicopter just craps the fuck out. <laughs> and it's sort of like, uh, okay, all right. Well, that's cool. Yeah. Um that I didn't like. That didn't make a whole lot of sense to me. I would have liked to see like some bird hit the wing or I don't fucking know. Um Yeah. I don't know. When it's something like a when it's a I I don't even I wouldn't even say significant, just like a relevant plot point, something like that. Like it's how it starts the whole episode. It's like how the governor was introduced because like he saw the crash and then Andrea saw the crash and then they went to go to the crash. Oh, that's the other thing. When they're at like when they're actually there and they're watching the governor and his men do his do their stuff, they're like not that far away from them. No. And when she kills the two pet walkers, they're all like trained looking over in that direction because they hear the noise of the pet walkers. How do they not see her stand up and kill? You know what I mean? Like how do oh, they yeah. how do they not see? Or not even, like, hear the heads drop. Yeah, like, I don't know. That didn't make a whole lot of sense to me. Yes. Or were they acting, because obviously Merle's a part of this group, and Merle was, like, signaling to them, like, I got it, I got it, I got it. And that's probably why they dropped their, yeah, like, their guard. Yeah, yeah. Maybe. I don't know. That didn't make sense to me when I watched it again. I was like, how did they not hear anything? But now that we're saying it, yeah, maybe that was like a tactic. Maybe. Act maybe. stupid so your suspects drop their guard and then you sneak up on them. Maybe. Um, Why did the walkers even go out all berserk anyway? Because, I mean, they have no... Those pet ones? Yeah. They kind of just lost their marbles. Yeah. And I don't know why. Like, it's not like they were even looking in the direction of those guys yeah maybe they get antsy too and so like they can't stand still for so long yeah mm, maybe you can be super fucking r-word retard. you can be super r-word and you still get anxious yeah, i guess <laughs> so i don't know um yeah um anything else didn't make sense i was kind of curious as to why um and then also thinking out loud it's also just because like 
Andrea and Michonne are literally only there to have like information about their where the group's whereabouts, you know, given or whatever. Yeah. And it's like they're there for breakfast? Like her like Andrea, Michonne, the governor, and Milton are there for breakfast? I don't know. Like Wait, what like, about well, that like, doesn't make sense to you? Like why like the governor is like trying to like I don't know. Uh, never mind. Never mind. What? <laughs> the. Are you on drugs? <laughs> no, I had a thought. I had a thought, and it kind of left. It. Forget it. Edit out. <laughs> Edit this out. No, I'm not editing this out. Edit so, this out. what doesn't make sense about that, or are you it, cutting the whole thing? It, it makes sense, Dina. I'll just cut it. Okay, cut. so you it didn't make sense to you, and then you had a thought. You're not sharing the thought, and now it makes sense to you. Yeah, it's all just, it's like, I don't know how Andrea's like not suspicious that the governor is like, hey, you two specifically, let's have breakfast. And like, how is it not occurring to her that like, oh, he's interrogating me. Like, he's like. Maybe it does. And she's just better off at playing both sides of the coin. Michonne's very much one sided. She's like, I don't trust you. Yeah, I guess it's like. Andrea's like. Because Andrea's the one that keeps speaking up. She's like, thank you, thank you, thank you. So yeah. she's the one that knows. All right, just thank them, keep them calm, but let's also maybe be suspicious a little bit. Yeah, the, that's what like doesn't make sense to me is the fact that like it's only the four of them. Like the two most important people, arguably, in this town. They're invited to breakfast, and Andrea's not Well, maybe it's suspicious. like a new ritual. Like they're the new people in the group, so here's like a... Like um, maybe welcome to the group breakfast. Maybe I don't know. Yeah. It's just like, I mean, granted, it's also probably the hindsight mind too. But it's like, I would be like, on like the highest of guard. I'd be like, well, yeah, because nothing comes free. Like that's that, like that's right, what, that's yes. what really struck me as like, you know. Oh, you're going to give us a room, clothes, hot water, like how is food. It, like this is literally too good to and, be true. And, and yeah, and usually it is. And we have to do nothing? And you're going to maybe even give us a car? Like, what? Yeah. yeah. Even the car. The car, like, like yeah. uh, that would have immediately said, like, sirens. Yeah. Like, wee-woo. Yeah. So. Yeah. Uh, definitely stuff to be suspicious about. And I think Andrea is internalizing her suspicion, whereas Michonne is externalizing her suspicion. Yeah. Michonne's just like, I don't fucking trust you fuckers. Give me my sword or I'm going to grab your balls and rip them off. Right. I just feel like where Andrea's like, what's the catch? And Merle's like, all I want is a thank you. I feel like she just took with that and ran like, all right, that's it. Nice. And it's just like, you, you. See, what doesn't make sense to me is like, this is where I go. It's like, how do you, like, it, it, it never will make sense to me because I can't just fashion it in my mind. Like, how do you have hot water? How do you have eggs cooked over easy? Like, yeah, solar power, I get it, but. Well, hot water. The fine details always bug me. It's like, how do you guys actually have the ability to have uh, hot water? To have hot water does not bother me as much as running water bothers uh, me. Like, hot water, like, you could have, like, a hot bath, like, literally just puts, like, a pot of any water over a fire, like, that also, you know, 
purifies it, like yeah, yeah. makes it uh, uh, like drinkable, but I don't know the right word for it. And, you know, throw that in a basin and have a tub. But to have, and you see the little like tiny pipes that run into the makeshift shower. Yeah. How do you do that? Yeah, well, that's what I'm saying. It's like, eh, to me, uh, maybe there's someone in that group of the 74 people that could do that, but. Maybe. It's a little weird. Maybe. Um, anything else didn't make sense? Uh, not that it doesn't make sense, but I find it funny that like it's obviously for the sake of production, but that like all the signage of all the existing stores and whatnot are taken down. Like, you know, because they can't have that like while filming. And it leaves like the funny implication that they did that intentionally. And I think that's hilarious. Like y'all really like took down all your signs for the sake of having your own community disconnected from the outside world because that mattered to you. That's funny. Because that would have had to been done by hand because I don't think it would have deteriorated like that. I think that's funny. Yeah, I'm thinking, uh, I don't think anything else didn't make sense. Mm. I don't think anything else make, didn't make sense. You might have issues with it, like going, why are you doing that? Doesn't mean it doesn't make sense. Like, why are you doing the fish tank thing? Doesn't mean it doesn't make sense. Yeah, it makes sense to him. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Kind of like the barn again. Like, it made sense. Herschel to keep him there. Yeah. All right. So to round it out, because uh, we're oh. cutting it here close to an hour. What? Oh, I was gonna say like in like their that lab, that Milton's lab. I love all the very uh, obscure liquids of different color. Yeah, test tubes and shit. Yeah. yeah, very, very, very cliche. Oh, he's supposed to be a smart guy. Give him a t- shit ton of test tubes and. Yeah, one of them's blue, and yeah. the other is purple. Yep. Smart. He probably just did that for shits and giggles. <laughs> Make himself feel more important. <laughs> um, Color die. So that rounds us out to the fist pump moment. And mine is uh, the introduction of Merle. I was going to say that. Go, continue what you were saying. Oh, it's just because it's, it's just like, oh, man, I actually forgot about you. Because you got to remember, like, the, like it's been because season two doesn't really count because he's in season two but he's in it as a hallucination right so it's really been quite a while since we've seen merle for real yeah so it's sort of like a like that's a great moment that's like a wow yeah i forgot about you dude but i didn't you've been stored in the back of my mind your voice is so iconic as well and and uh and then he's got that awesome fucking makeshift weapon yeah I was going to say, like, going off of that, my fist pump moment was more so, like, it wasn't hearing his voice, like, because, like, that could have been, I don't know, for some fuck reason, a hallucination, who knows, but it was, like, seeing that arm yeah, that makes you realize. Yeah, it to the walker. Because, like, we, only because we've seen Merle before, yeah, like, as a hallucination, could give the impression, I don't uh, know why Andrea, but you know. Well, that's why he's like, uh, I'm betting you were thinking I was fake. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. and But it's the like the first time you see his arm when they turn around. Yeah, yeah. That was like, you know, the uh, 
the nail yep. that really hammered the idea that he is real and fucking badass. Yeah. I th- I thought that was neat. Oh, so that's cool. So we had a similar fist bump moment. Yeah. Um, yeah, like, I don't know how it couldn't be. It could, it, for me, it's f- three potential fist bump moments. Like, I'm like, I, I'm trying to read the listeners' minds if they're like, eh, that's not mine. It's either Merle's introduction, the governor killing the guys, or the fish tanks. Or just the, I was thinking when Andrea's like, people, what people, to ghost town. And then in like a minute later, it shows like the morning when they're walking with that girl and they're showing the whole town like bustling like with action i feel like that would have been like whoa oh like if like a like if someone's been there that too to but see it in real life and then to see it on the show that too but i was more so saying like the fact that there is something that like that that, that exists oh like yeah. in this world that might be someone's fist bump moment i don't know usually a fist bump moment is like the idea of the fist bump moment is like yeah, like you literally shoot your fist up into the air. Yeah. You want to call your friend. You want to be like, "Yo, check out season three, episode three. This moment just happened." That kind of thing. Yeah, I mean, I don't know why you'd be like, "Yo, check out." They just showed us that the town is full of people. I don't know the fact that it exists. <laughs> like, I don't know. Like, it'd be like the showing of like a civilization. Oh, I don't know. Like, this is different. This is new. We've never seen anything like this before. The most we've seen is like a house filled with a. What's sure. left of a family? Yeah, so maybe like they're maybe you're pumping your fist because civilization seems to be returning. Yeah, something like that. Yeah, but if this show like teaches us, if this show teaches us anything, it's that oh. no matter how close civilization comes to returning, it falls back and it just oh, yeah. it burns. Oh yeah, catch the finale, isn't it the finale of this season? No, a finale, I guess. Next season, when Woodbury crumbles. I mean, technically, Woodbury crumbles, um, but uh, we see it in season four, it, it crumbling. But it, I think timeline-wise, it crumbles in season three. Oh. We just don't see it. I more so meant, like, wasn't there, like, a herd that no. was brought? No, as far as I know, it's uh, the governor goes back and... Maybe I'm... Because remember, he guns down all his people. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, okay. So the So the town is vacant at this point. Yeah. And he goes back and burns it all down. Yeah. I forgot. I forgot. Um, so, yeah. Uh, so, that is season three, episode I'm thinking three. Of Alexandria. You're thinking of Alexandria. We're not there yet. Uh, season three, episode three of The Walking Dead called Walk With Me. And let us know your thoughts on the episode. Uh, there's always a going forward, there's always going to be a poll or a question on Spotify only on the app. So download the Spotify app, listen to the podcast on that app, and you can participate in whatever the poll or question is. So do that. Anchor.fm slash don't dead podcast. Leave us a voice message. We'll share it on the podcast. And anything else? Yeah. The day I I do have something else. Yeah, the day I ask that question and you say, yeah, actually I do have something else. I'll be literally blown away. (laughs) You will fall backwards in your chair. Yeah, because I always ask that question, anything else? And you never have anything else to share. And I just started the theme a second too soon. So here we go. Uh, Thank you so much for listening, guys. Do the things you do with podcasts. And until next time, bring your own pants and walk with me. It's funny that the walkers that Michonne had, like the two guys, whatever, her buddies, her pets, 
They had pants, but they didn't have shirts. 